Three, two, one. Just got your text And my wife talked to your wife Just this morning So we're headed out the door Voice is so gentle With a bottle of brown Sing it soon. Where should I park, though? Oh, God, right now. Just park on the street. Man, I just walk on over with my red wagon wheel. Come on, oh, the weather is fine. We're all in the back. It's just a matter of time. I said, just come on. Oh, man. I cannot unwind, Emily. Why? Because you know you walked into a situation in my house that I think a lot of the country is going through right now. It's pretty apocalyptic. It really is. Uh, Just when you thought we were out of the woods, we jumped right back in to the deep woods. Ooh. And my house is under siege by ice. The dreaded ice. Now, for those of you who listen to Come On Over, welcome. Hello. Nice to see you Hi. again. Uh, we're happy, but we're also stressed out here because there's there's guys in and out of my house all day for the last two days because I have what they call ice damming. All this right? is the first I have ever heard of ice damming. I have, we have lived... I have lived in inclement environment my whole life. Yeah, many of us have. I have. I know everything about basement flooding, yeah. right? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, sump pumps, uh, backflow valves, uh, check valves, uh, everything you could possibly imagine with basement flooding, with pipes bursting, everything. This is the first time I have ever encountered ice damming. There's an ice dam in my house along Ugh. the chimney, and it's wreaking havoc in my house. If you guys follow me, you can see the drippage coming through my family room, my kitchen. Ugh. It's migrating now upstairs and buckling my floors in my bedroom. Jeff, Jeff, take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Just be grateful that you don't have any ice beavers because those are real. <laughs> Uh, Did you write that on the way here? I know. No, I just thought of it. I'm actually pretty proud. Ice beavers to to help my ice dam. Dam, yeah. So what happens, Emily, is that the ice accumulates over time. And with all this snow, the three feet of snow we've gotten, plus sub, you know, zero degree weather. Yeah, it's rough right now. Has caused a dam of ice to form on my roof at a certain point by the chimney. And now it's starting (sighs) to melt a little bit here and there and and come into the house. Like seeping through cracks or holes. Is that how it works? Uh Uh-huh. And I have a new house, Emily. I know. Why is this happening? Three and a half years old. It's a sturdy house. Then why is this happening? Because Mother Nature is a son of a bitch and nobody rests these days including Mother Nature. Yeah, she is pretty rough. And she is not my favorite person right now. Listen, what? I feel like my house is failing, mm. and it's sad. Do you think it was built over some sort of a burial ground or there's some bad juju that needs to be removed? Hopefully like nobody's t- died on the grounds here and discovered during the dig of this house when they broke ground. Maybe they died during the construction. Maybe there's a whole backstory. Maybe we should look through the archives and figure out what went wrong and then try to fix it with a seance or some sage or something, a shaman. There's so many things I I, I want to do right now. And you know what the number one thing I want to do right now, Em? What? Is this podcast. Wow. That's why wow. we talked about it last week. I know. The old adage, the show must go on. That is true. Here, here we go. So if the if you hear the doorbell ring, yes. it's one of my guys i got i called every guy of a guy i know who knows a guy i got i got roof guys i got, got uh, <laughs> mitigation guys mold guys every guy really? you got mold guys well the mitigation guys are the mold oh, okay guys. they come with the moisture sensors and they diagnose the problem wow. blow some fans you got a bunch my, of house doctors it's wet as hell my house is wet i'm sorry it's dripping it's sweating all over the dogs don't know oh. what to do lorenzo's you know, just totally clueless. As well, to he, I on. hear him right now yeah. playing the video games. He's on his VR. Oh, gee. Well, right now. 
You know what? I bet you you wish you were on your BR right now. And Don't think I didn't escape real... today and I played some Arizona oh. <laughs> Sunshine and shot some zombies in the forehead. Good for you. It makes me feel good. And you know what's going to make you guys feel good listening at home if you're in Texas, if you're in Illinois, I if know. you're in the Midwest, if you're anywhere that are dealing with these same issues. Yeah. Just put us on and know that we are here with you dealing with the same exact problems. There is nothing worse, especially this day and age when we are inside our homes more than ever, constantly to have that sense of peace disrupted with water. And it's always freaking water. I know. It's a violation. At least it's not fire. So no, I'm looking at it that true, way. Yes, that is very true. At least you have power. You and, know, and, poor people in Texas. And this is what pisses me off. What? That this region is built for this. True, yeah. We are conditioned. We have the fortitude and the infrastructure in place mm-hmm. to handle terrible, terrible weather for six months out of the year. Yeah, it's true. We handle it and we deal. And this was too much. Too much. It was too much. And we got bit in the ass. I could see Texas. They're not used to it. No, exactly. Yeah. And you know what? You get warm weather like 11 months out of the year. You know what? It's a nice trade-off, right? I feel bad, but we get six months of shitty weather. That's true. Part of that pride of dealing with bad weather comes with the benefit of being being prepared prepared for it. Having all the snow plows, the salt oh, trucks. Oh, no, Brian. The guy, the plow, everything. I know, but everything. you know what? You can't be safe from ice damming. I guess that's where they got you. Ice, Jeff. God damn you, ice dam. And you know who discovered the leak? Who? The guy fixing my broken dryer. Oh, God. I'm sorry, it's Jeff. Been one on top. And guess who discovered the broken dryer? Who? The guy fixing my broken furnace. Oh, God. Jeff. Three-year-old house. This I'm is... pissed off, Emily. You know, it's, I was actually thinking the other day that there is no better time to not be a homeowner. Oh, I envy you in that studio apartment hey, in Park Everything's plowed. My car is in a garage. What's your What's your monthly rent? You want? Um, I want to know. It's eleven hundred plus two hundred for parking, so it's oh thirteen hundred. That's I'm, that, I'm, I'm at thirteen hundred dollars an hour right now to keep, to, to keep my house from crumbling. I know it's a hey, it's great. Share a studio just, with someone. Oh, and, it's the best. Me and Sarah and Lorenzo are going to move into a studio right next to you guys. You guys, hey, you know what? It's a great little building. You You got it down. I know rent. Rent. Rent, kids. So, Jeff, should we tell everyone what we're talking about today? Back yeah, on- I think everybody yeah. want to know, like, what is the subject I of know, I podcast? know. It's not about house disasters, but more so food disasters or munchy mayhem. And that is the title we agreed upon. Yes. I gave Emily an assignment. I go, we need a proper title. Because I said food fails. Because we're like, oh, you know, that's fun. We get some funny story. A lot to talk about food fails because that's an everyday thing. And Jeff was like, I think we can do better. So Jeff got a list because Emily went down the rabbit hole in the online thesaurus. And I think I did pretty damn good. I think I gave you a bunch to choose from, Jeff. How about we just tag team this? So okay. the, first, the first idea was food or feeding frenzies. Right. The other one, edible errors. Ooh, how about vicious vittles? <laughs> I thought I'd bring vicious back from Valentine's Day. <laughs> that would have been good, too. That was more of a joke. I'm brand. I know. Um, now, either kitchen, culinary, or cuisine, crisis, calamities, or catastrophes. So you mean like kitchen, crisis, culinary, calamity, yeah. cuisine, catastrophes. No, you could mix good. and match. Oh, that's infinite. Three I, with three? I, I mean, that's, that's like, nine. It's like 40,000 <laughs> combinations. I think it's nine. No. Okay. Okay. Anyway. I'll check the math. Yeah. Then we had naughty nibbles, which was probably more (laughs) apropos for a Valentine's Day episode. Actually, I later on thought of nasty nibbles would have been a little nastier. And then tasty tragedies. Uh, That's pretty good. I know, right? Delicious disasters I like. That was second running, but sometimes it's not delicious, Emily. No, sometimes it's definitely not delicious. The disaster is a disaster for a reason. It's inedible usually, but what we agreed upon instantly was the theme, was the title of today's podcast. Exactly. Munchy mayhem. Munchy mayhem. Mayhem. So we are going to talk... To family members. Yeah. We're going to share our own Munchie Mayhem stories as well as uh, hear 
from the entire Come On Over listenership. Yes, another listener lightning round that is That's just it. ready to go. And you know what? We got to find a good sound effect for the listener lightning round. Like a pachoo. Like a listener lightning round. Like, like lightning. Like a... Like it, a that's ah! when we read all your submissions via my Instagram stories that you guys give us short answers for. Yeah, we love and, them. And we dubbed it last week, the listener lightning, lightning round. This it, nerve, oh. lightning round. Wow. What? This it, yeah. nerve, oh. lightning round. This a nerve, so we're gonna get to Perfect. the listener lightning round a little bit. <laughs> I asked. I managed to do that in between people literally saving my house. Yeah, I sent you an email. I was like, "Hey, I don't know if you can bust out a theme song for the listener lightning round. I know timing's not the best with all the shit you got going on, but hey, you did it. You, you never fail. Well, there to was surprise a, there, me. There was a moment today where things were calm. And guys were here working on stuff, and I felt good. And then I, I laid down the track, and then I went upstairs. <laughs> and Sarah's like, what's this water? Now there's water coming up through oh. our bedroom floor and buckling the beautiful hardwood floors. But I'm not I'm not sitting here. I'm not going to describe everything. But no. it's like, I'm up, I'm down. I'm up and down. Almost yeah. like how this song vibes. It's really... Art imitates life, Jeff. Well, I like what? that one. That's like a good one. Then. Well, I don't like life. Jeff, do you have any just off the top munchy mayhem stories to tell? I know you're practically perfect in every way. You are the Mary Poppins Zero. of the food world. Zero. Shut up. No, I, of course I have plenty, right? Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready to discuss it yet. Okay, uh, you'll wait. That's fine. I, I definitely have a few. Believe it or not, I don't have a major one because I'm very, as we all know, very accident prone. But, you know, in the kitchen, it's just more like consistent, not greatness. So I'm quite chaotic in the kitchen. Ooh, kitchen chaos. There's oh! another one. <laughs> <laughs> kitchen chaos kitchen is good. Kitchen chaos. Yeah. Oh, should see, we change the title? I don't know. It's so good. Oh Kitchen How about chaos. at the end? We will determine what okay, the title yes, is. Okay, yes. We're going to circle back. Well, you know, it's 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 about all your submissions, too. What inspires us? I to know. Put the final stamp on the title. Yeah. And I think the important thing about talking about all these different, you know, catastrophes, munchy mayhems, if you will, mm-hmm. is that, you know, we realize what not to do. We learn from our mistakes. Am I right? I'm going to diagnose every mistake. Oh, good. And I'm going to give each diagnosis a prognosis and then Ooh. a cure, Emily. Dr. Jeff what in the house. I'm here. Dr. House. Jeff's in the house. Ooh. I've seen it all. But, you know, there was this one time, the macaron incident. Remember that when I brought them oh, to Thanksgiving man. or some sort of that a family? That was the worst. Because yeah. you had the best intentions mm-hmm. of bringing delicious artisanal macarons yes, from a french bakery Ew, it was the best and she brought them but but they were really expensive so i didn't mm. buy that many i think i bought like you know a baker's dozen or just 12 but how many people were they were there you were, serving i don't know there were how many people there it was like us and the bernie so maybe like 20, 20? including children and so I cut them in half and served a dozen, and I did not hear the end of it because, you know. <laughs> Listen, the presentation you cannot wasn't cut great. a macaron. A macaron is just, no. you just eat it and you're done. Yeah. Right? Little sandwich, right? With the meringue and a little filling. They're bite-sized. You eat mm-hmm. two bites. Yeah, just And you're two. done. When you cut them, it crumbles because of the egg white. The meringue in there, it's just you're not you're not supposed to cut meringue. And we busted your balls, rightly so, because and you learned from that. I did. I'm never doing that again. But you know what? There was a couple left over. Because nobody wanted to go into the crumbly <laughs> mass of meringue. You know what? Whatever. It was you it, blew it. The intention was good. At least it was nice. It was an expensive dessert. You know what? It's a little mistakes that count. The little ones that count. What yes. do you mean by that? You just chose to cut it, which seemed like not a big mistake. Oh yeah. And it turned into a larger mistake that I you're know. still not living down. We well, still bring it up every time I look at a macaron. I think of Emily's hack job. Yeah, me too. Of have macarons. Yeah, Jeff. Do you have a a little zinger for my uh? My food fail? Yeah, your food fail. No, I didn't even think of no, that. Okay, well, geez, I told you. I put it in the outline. Anyway. I really didn't. I thought I'm the doctor here. I'm doctor. I'm not going to tell you my Okay, problem. Mr. Perfect. But, you know, let's get to it. What? How was your week? How was your week? My week was, it was so positive yesterday morning. Oh. Because it was just a good week until the ice day. And I'm so sorry. So that's my week. Because what I have written here, right on my notes, I know, is I embrace the snow 100%. I, I resigned to the snow. I, I had no control over it. Still walking the dogs. Still dealing with shoveling. 
all that stuff, all the problems that come with it. And I was like, I got it. We got it. We got a nice house. Boom. It's handling it. Yeah. In a minute, mm. I let my guard down. So I have embraced the snow 100% <laughs> slash destroyed by the snow. Because then it destroyed me for the last two days. We had dinner reservations. We've been going out because they reopened Chicago yeah. restaurants. And there's so many places that we've wanted to go. And I was going to do the podcast, go shower, right? Yeah. Shave my chest. Oh, finally. And go to dinner. Yeah. And it's not happening. I'm sorry, I got Jeff. guys coming in here left and right. Oh, these damn guys. guys. But you know what? It can only get better unless it I'm, gets I'm, worse. You know what? I'm not complaining. I'm just... Yeah. I'm just describing. Hey, and you are entitled to describe. Emily. How was your week, Mm. tender mama? Well, I didn't embrace the snow. And honestly, because of the snow, I I really have nothing much to report. Reading your notes here. (laughs) I like how you have the the polar opposite of my notes yes. for this, right? Yeah, which is when you embrace the snow 100%, and I didn't embrace the snow. I just but now you're inside. going skiing. I'm going skiing in a couple weeks, but I'm planning the ski trip, which is just a couple hours away. Not, Where are you going skiing? Devil's Head, oh, Wisconsin. Boy. So, And I've, Ooh, only skied, and deep. I've only skied twice in my life, and both times I did really well, actually. But I'm still, I, I like planned a lesson. But the thing is about Devil's Head, A, no Airbnbs around there. Like oh, I zero. So. I mean, it's not a resort town. Well, it's close to Wisconsin Dells. Ooh. And let's just say I, I did a very intricate search of hotels and whatnot to stay at. And the options are not great. So, yeah. I so where to, are you staying? At a, like a Comfort Inn and Suites. That Ooh. was like the best one. Did you get the inn or the suite I'm sorry, option? It's just a suite. Did, did you get this? Because you could have chose the inn option because it's Comfort Inn and No, suite. it's just it's just. Well, that's nice. Suite. You probably have a nice little kitchenette. You can no, there's no soups, kitchenette. Some of your various no. soups and you make. Yeah, your, I know. We're going your, with. Your chicken caldo. Yeah, we're going with. Hey, my chicken caldo. Who are you caldo. going with, though? I'm, I'm sure Michael. It's me, going. Mike, and his friend. Now, him being an East Coaster, is he familiar with the skiing sport? Yes. No, he's a snow. Snowboarder, so he's got it. he's got his own board and all that shit, and his buddy boards too. So it's the three of us, and we're we're all staying in one hotel room. Wait, hold on. Yeah, his male buddy and you? Yeah. Oh my god. Hey, Are you I, sure? That's what it's like. They want to hang out and like party why why a little. Just, why, why isn't it? I'm not pushing it. No, I think it's part of like the fun. Okay. Staying in a whole world, you know. What about hey, when you're in your jam skis? I, well, you know, I'm wearing. At night, and they're like, you know, turned up. I'm, I'm going to wear heavy jam skis. I bet so. With the ruffles on the shoulders and everything. <laughs> oh, I've gotten a lot of compliments on that. I bet. I heard the sales are through the roof are. at the Target. Your uh, employee, Lisa Critch, <laughs> she, she uh, sent me a picture if she saw it on a mannequin, and she was like, oh, look, it's Emily. She just- uh, And I was like, I, did it kill your boner too? First of all, I, I don't think I've ever talked about Lisa. Lisa's my one employee for the, the moral world, in the the moral provisions world, and the Jeff moral world, whatever yeah. she does. She's she's a food stylist. She's a chef. She's, she's everything. She's unbelievable. She is. She just texted me, seeing if I needed anything, because she knows I'm in the shit right oh, now. She hasn't talked yeah. to me today. But she was like the first thing she she came over the other day because we had to do a demo. And it was like, look what I found. And it I was know. on the mannequin with the ruffles. I'm like, <laughs> I had two questions. I'm like, where were you? She's Coles. 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 Oh, yeah. That's Lauren Conrad. Number line. two, did you buy it? She did not buy <laughs> no. it. She was tempted, it sounded like. You know, I'm, I'm going to do like for like the next like birthday or something, I'm going to do like a boudoir photo shoot of wearing just the blue ruffled oh pajamas God. michael will yeah love that. He, will. he will be just sweating sauvage for weeks oh. just gazing at that boudoir did you do a yeah. calendar i know i put it on as a joke the other day and he was like what what are you doing it's still it's it's still it still fits no. still, yeah it still freaking fits what the hell well we gotta wait what's going on with the health update oh. I'm back on track. Okay. In about a month's time, I've only lost six pounds, which some people think's a lot. Some people don't. For me personally, it's a little less than I would like at the moment. But I have accepted the fact that it's going to probably be at a slower pace. And yeah. because I'm also balancing life a little bit better and enjoying things a little bit more, but I'm still making progress. And you know, like stuff like working out is part of my everyday situation now. Dropping salt like it's nothing. I think I injured my freaking wrist a little bit. Doing what? Tricep dips. It salt drops. Yeah, like I, it was a, it was a heavy day. It was like a lot of planks and then burpees and then tricep dips. Do we got to get our guy? Do we got to get Melvone on the on the, no, on the phone? 
We gotta no. get Dino Melvone on the phone no, and tell his, him he's he's hurting you with no, his it's programming. Okay. No, he he tells I us to not. modify all the time, and I stop. It's just a little sore. I'm not injured. It's fine. But no, doing good, keeping on track, and you know that's that's what's happening. So. Well, we are proud of you, Emily. Slow I love on stinger. track. That is yeah. really all you can do. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I can do. Jeff, I need to know, what is the best thing? Hey, Jeff and Emily, I have one question for you. What was the best? Okay, so the best thing I ate this week was, it was all a buzz. The internet was ignited (laughs) with the Marls getting their first air fryer. So we have been going to town air frying anything that is edible. We barely turned on our oven this week. And the best thing I think we uh, discovered was the wonderful 360-degree crisping and even cooking of a nice six-ounce filet of salmon. Mm. And it was just so nice. Sarah did a little orange marmalade and a little uh, rice wine vinegar. And we just, you know, let it sit on there for 20 minutes. And it was was excellent. It really is. It's a neat little machine. Yeah. See, look, you succumbed to the air fryer. You know what? It's entertainment. Hey, and now it makes me miss mine. Well, well, maybe they'll send me one. I know. Hey, I'll God knows <laughs> I put them all out there, but I didn't do that for that. I did it because out of love. I think it's a really, you know, one of the more useful gadgets, mm-hmm. small kitchen appliances yeah. that's come about recently. And I think uh, it's easy to use and harness the power of, you mm-hmm. know, and, and if you have a family of six, yeah. four, five, six, seven, I, I, it might be difficult to get out a lot of portions but for us for three people el perfecto don't they have like ginormous ones or is that just an oven i think it's just an oven but now the new ovens have you know air fry features which is like way more heat combined with uh, a harder convection blow I love a good hard convection oh, blow. Yes. What about Emily? You better go. Hey, Jeff and yeah. Emily. I have- well, I actually made buffalo cauliflower, which Sarah told me how to make, which is essentially just cut up cauliflower and some hot sauce. Yeah. And you know, we got we're sitting on a half a gallon right now of Frank's. It's still, so it's, like it's slowly just... fermented. It's turning into a, <laughs> a nice turning one. Into port wine right now. <laughs> no, but yeah, so I just like I whipped that up by myself and I was very surprised how tasty it was and obviously low in fat and calories and just delicious. And also, Mike made one night when he got home from work, he did like straight up buttered noodles. And like oh, with Parmesan. Like kids kids menu? You know, like. Tell me about it nice and slow. No, he was like, do we have pasta? He's like, do we have pasta at home? And I was like, yeah, but we got no sauce. He's like, oh, baby, mm-hmm. I don't need no sauce. Ooh. Like, I got some Parmesan. Ooh. I got some butter. And Ooh. I'm going to put that all up in the rotini. Ooh, it was ro- you had rotini. It was rotini. Nobody does that no more. I know. And so I had saved up a bunch of points. To eat some, so I had a little portion myself. Naughty girl. And it was so creamy and so smooth and so buttery, and it just made me want more. And then it made my tummy hurt a little. I bet, because there's so much dairy. It was a two ingredient banger. <laughs> I know, but very delicious. Wow, that is nice. Look at that. Sometimes I know it's not the ingredients, it's not the cookware, it's not the gadget or the appliance, Emily. What is it? It's the chef. Hey, you know, you he does. One. He said he says he makes things with love, and you know what? It is true. I taste it. Stop it! Oh God! But Jeff, it's cold. What are you watching? I'm watching this week. What are you watching this week? First off, I was plowing through a three-hour documentary on Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Oh, you're a music fan of that genre. It's an interesting, in-depth look at the history of that band, having kind of grown up on it with our mother. She's a big uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young fan. It was interesting. I loved it. They have buttery, smooth, three-part harmonies that the world has never seen the likes of since. That is true. So check that out. I believe it's on Amazon Prime. The home of all the unknown rock docs. Right. Just search a band. You'll find a rock doc on Amazon Prime. Uh, (laughs) Oh. 
There, there are some pretty like you know low rent ones yeah. too. I, I was, definitely watched a couple that I'm like, oh, who made this? I was watching the Stevie Ray Vaughan one, who's like a legend, mm-hmm. but the doc wasn't that great, no. especially coming in like the interviews in the CSNY because it's still national. CSNY doc were awesome, like the best conversationalists I've ever heard, and they're all like oh. British. And one guy's got like two silver teeth, and their sentence structures were unprecedented. Oh. It was awesome. And, you know, those guys, have they went through, you know, they were pioneers, but they're also, you went know. Went through a lot of drugs. A lot of drugs and drama. So that's an interesting and one. And tambourine. Uh, but what I want to talk about mostly, Em. Yes. I don't know if, I w- I'm curious to see if you've watched this. That Barb and Star Visit Vista Del Mar. I Did you haven't. see that movie yet? No, I've seen the With preview. I, I've seen the trailer. And I just, I'm like, I have no idea what this is. And I have really no desire to see it. Well, your first question will not be answered because it has no idea what it is. It's a musical. It's a Bridesmaid style. Amy Mulullo is the, one of the writers on yeah. there. Kristen Wiig, who did Bridesmaid. So it's got that style. I can Brilliant appreciate performances. that style. I mean, it dips into sci-fi. It dips into... Austin Powers, it dips into musical, it dips into, you know, raunchy comedy. It is, unlike any other movies I, I've seen, it's candy, it's okay. bulk, it's bulk candy. It's it's the scene in Willy Wonka, not in the chocolate factory, no. but we're the candy man, and he's just dipping into the bins, and he's just sprinkling the love. Oh, yeah. Sprinkling. sprinkling. The, the candy man can. The candy man can cause he mixes it with love and makes the world taste good. When the world tastes good, the candy man thinks it should. So that's what it's like. I don't know. Yeah. If you want a little bit of escapism, okay. it is definitely recommended. All right. What okay. about you? What are you watching? I'm okay. Wait, hold on. One more thing. Yeah. So <laughs> you know who DM'd me? On the Instagram, who made one of my recipes and posted it, Ooh. was Dorinda from Real Housewives. No! Yes. New York. Yes. No! What did, oh, God, Dorinda. So we were DMing each other back and forth. No way! That is like a... That's a big one. She made my strawberry crostata. Okay. Which I made on the kitchen last week. <gasps> and she loved it. And she added her own little embellishments to it with a little icing. And we mm. talked about that. And she said she's a fan of mine. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. My, my wife is not <laughs> easily impressed with some of my interactions, yeah. you know, with other celebrities. And she was tickled by this one. So, if yeah. That's, hey, I'm impressed, Jeff. I'm, I'm tickled. Maybe we'll get Dorinda on the podcast. <gasps> that would be amazing. Love, mm-hmm. love me some Dorinda. So that's just, I know it's not what I'm watching, but it has to do with no. what we watch. That's... Emily, what do you watch? Well, speaking of the world of Real Housewives, we had the premiere of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. And uh, Jeff, yeah. did you watch it? I watched like the first. Oh, Jeff, it is, they probably say the C word. Teresa does like maybe 20 times at the end. I am not kidding. It comes in really, really hot. A lot of drama right off the bat. And you know what? Everyone is so tan. Beautiful brown tan, they and are, I'm they have the, the decollage. What do you call that when your chest is like decollete? Is that decollete? I think it's decollete. Whatever it is, they are, their decolletes are turned to ten. I was so jealous, and I I think it's just because we see snow everywhere. I was I just miss the sun, and I miss being tan. But man, that is a wild ride. Sorry, I just kind of burped. Um, also watched. It's on HBO Max. It's called Lady in the Dale. It's a docu series. It's about this transgender woman who like didn't invent but was trying to yeah, market the, the, ca- three, the, car, the three the three wheel, wheel car. car. How is it? It is fascinating, Jeff. It is right. fascinating and it's like their their family is always running from the law and this was like in the 60s, 70s where this was not a common thing or you know not that it's accepted now but people are a lot more accepting and conscious of it but like she was just like I don't give a fuck I'm gonna live this way and her family accepted her but she was also a con man it was her con woman oh, it, I know easy con person she was a con person Thank you. throughout the years Anyway, it's it's a fascinating story about just this person's journey and the family of like misfits. It's crazy. And it's, the car is called the Dale. The, is the it Dale, three, the one wheel in front, right? And yeah. then no, it's or is it two, two wheels tools in, in front, front, one in the back? It is asinine, and it's like these people that tried to engineer it. It was just it's kind of like Theranos of a car. It was on prices right before they actually had a working prototype. Shut up! It's it's fascinating. Just so 
everyone. Marker. He's a trailblazer. Oh, totally, totally. But yeah. So yeah, that is what I'm watching, which isn't that much. Hey, look at you. Busy I week. I have, you know, life. God, life gets in the way. Life does get in the way, Emily. But you know what it's time for now, Jeff? What's that? IGQing. You got a question. I've got an answer. IGQing. IGQ&A. All right. Read the first one to Okay. Me All right. This Love. is in honor of the air fryer madness. Oh, huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you did that post about the beautifully cooked salmon oh, yes. and the orange marmalade. Yeah. Um, and so the consensus is overwhelming, Jeff. People want more air fryer. Okay. They, we from will you, get there. From you, they want more air fryer recipes. They, they got questions. People are like, I had so many to choose from. It was nuts. And the first one is from Anna Julie. I'm always overcooking my salmon. How can I prevent overcooking it? This is a great question, which I will answer when we get to our top five ways to avoid these mayhem munchies. What is it? Munchy mayhem. Yeah, it's a great question. And we're going to get to it. Excellent. But not yet, so I need it myself. And this one is from Love Them Piggies. Can it just be made in a toaster oven on the convection setting or regular <laughs> no, you're keeping that. Or Listen, regular oven looks so good. Well, there are toaster ovens that have convection features that mm-hmm. people rate various publications as like the best possible air fryer to purchase mm-hmm. that aren't technically air fryers. Yes, to answer your question. But again, it's it's the fan in a small environment with high heat. Whereas your oven has a convection, but it's a larger environment. So you're not going to get that circulation. Mm. Experiment with it. It's all about moving air, right? You're not really frying. You're just yeah. using the basket while moving hot air in a small environment all around it. And that's why it works. And it's really, it's obvious when you think about it from yeah. a culinary. Simple science. Simple science, kids. Hey. Yes, do it. Air do it. fry it and see what happens. Bam. But the air fryers have top heating elements and bottom heating elements oh, okay. like an so oven. that's what so gets you it. you do have the double duty, whereas mm-hmm. I think a lot of toaster ovens just have the top heat. So you just want to keep an eye on that for overbrowning. Next. This is from Tracy Yasholas. I know. So is it okay to put foil in the air fryer? It doesn't interfere with the circulation. You could put it in like the drip tray mm-hmm. that the basket lays on. But if you put it on the perforated or the you know, the wire meshed basket. Yeah, it's going to oh, okay. stop all, all right. circulation. Good. This is excellent information that I can apply to my life. Right. Um, this is from Mick and PC. Oh, I love you, Mick. <laughs> Which air fryer slash multi-cooker? I have a small kitchen with limited storage. Sincerely looking for best bang for the shelf space. Well, I don't know what your kitchen looks like, but they don't make them small. No. They're not coming in small sizes. The one I use is more of a toaster oven style, not a, a basket. Yeah, it's like a tall fryer. toaster yeah. oven, like a so double-decker look toaster. Look for those. You know, listen, they want to sponsor, I'll tell you the thing, but. Oh, all right. All right. I'm holding my cards close to my Bam. I like it. This is from day 1025. Can you eat the skin when scales are still attached? I mean, are you a narwhal? Are you a sea lion? (laughs) Yeah. But if you're a human, yeah, you can eat it. I don't think there's going to be any negative repercussions, but it's not going to be pleasant. No. Nor possible to chew through it. A lot of chain grocery stores, Mm -hmm. while ours we love and the fishmongers there know us and the butchers know us, the fishmongers tend to neglect scaling the fishes even when they're filleted. Please. Do not this avoid this numerous. This is like the sixth munchy mayhem thing to avoid here. Oh. And that is even if it's a big box store, not even a big box, like a Whole Foods or whatever. You go to the fishmonger, make sure they scale the fish. Oh, OK. Because if you get it home and you do want to eat that delectable skin. I do which love is salmon skin. Delicious. And I eat or we feed to our dogs. They love it. It's good for their coat oh, and everything. Of they only They're like on an all salmon diet. They're so beautiful. They're, my they're so shiny. So shiny. They're just like glistening in the snow right now. Oh. Like the house is crumbling and dust oh, and hey. ice damming. So just make sure they scale it because- if you do want to sear it, pan sear it, air fry it, skin side up, or even eat that skin later, you can't cook a fish and then scale it. And it's very hard to scale a fish that's already been filleted. It's easy to scale a whole fish or a side of salmon or a, a larger fillet of salmon because they mm-hmm. have brushes. Have them do that at the fishmonger, at the fish section. Make sure, double check. If not, it peels right from the skin. Forego the skin. 
throw it away and eat the beautiful fish because this is a fact that the skin does insulate the rest of the flesh of the fish imparts a lot of flavor and fat so you want that skin on there yeah, when you cook it i know when i don't have it i miss it i always go full skin but can you lead a salmon skin to water hate you oh no that's a horse to water wrong that was stupid okay you blew it yeah so just you know pay attention to it the problem i've had even though i know these guys you cannot assume that they've scaled the fish Mm -hmm. there's no turning back once you get it home it's very Mm -hmm. hard a six ounce filet of salmon is impossible to scale with a knife or whatever equipment you might have in your kitchen no that happened to us not long ago and mike was like oh i have to toss the skin there's scales on it and i'm thinking to myself like Hey, you're a chef, aren't you able to like do do your magic? But you know, <laughs> I don't know. I th- these are things I don't know. But I didn't say it because you know didn't want to get the wrath. Good for you. I know, right? I'm so Keep smart. Your mouth shut. Uh huh. So now it's time, Emily, to talk about <gasps> today's theme. Oh my god! Finally, it's not food fails. No, it's not edible errors. It's not vicious vittles. It's not even. Culinary catastrophes. It is, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Munchie Mayhems. I like Who it. doesn't like a good Munchie Mayhem? I and luckily, do. our family came through. Yeah, they did. Not our immediate family. I think we got one from Dana. Oh, she's always trying to, I know. Trying to get involved. I sent a text to the cousin's text thread. We asked them, could you tell us stories of your food fails? So we had them send us some audio messages, and we're going to play them for you. And guess what? What? I upload them to the mainframe, Emily, but I have no idea what they say. I've heard them. I'm listening to these cold, just like you, listeners, so this should be... Hold on. What is going on outside? I just got a text from Sarah, by the way. Speaking of burning down the house, Jeff, this is crazy what's happening out there right now. That's all right. The show must go on. We're going to hear from our first... I don't know. There's nothing I can do about it, because I am not... Skilled at removing ice dams. Here we go. Okay. So we got our first one from our cousin. Yes. Our first cousin, Dan Spezial. Mm-hmm. These are all our first cousins. Yeah, they are. We have like so many first cousins. I know. There's so, so many. It's a They always come through. Here we go. This one's from Dan. My sisters, Gina and Chrissy, and I were home after school. Chrissy was young, still in grade school, and she asked us if we wanted to have some pudding. <laughs> we said, sure. And we went back to watching TV. We thought she knew what she was doing. After a few minutes, we heard her yelling for help and saw that she tried to cook the pudding mix and milk on the stove in a plastic bowl. The bowl was half melted into the stove. Chrissy was crying, and we were trying not to laugh. We made it worse when I joked that this was my mom's favorite bowl. It was not. We managed to clean it all up before my parents got home, but we did not try to make pudding again. Woo! Oh, Daniel. Death by pudding, man. Death by pudding. I know. And that was Chrissy. Yes. His sister, one of his sisters, Chrissy. We'll hear from his one of his other sisters, Gina, in a bit. She's got two stories here that I'm curious to see. Mm-hmm. But man, I don't even, because I was telling Emily, I'm going to diagnose each yes. mayhem, each calamity, each catastrophe, each fail, and give you a solution so, as to not repeat. What's How your... history tends to repeat, Emily. Yes, I know it does. I, there's nothing I could do about really? that. Really? I know. That's a plastic bowl on heat. I can't I can't solve that problem. That was obviously kids taking initiative. Just they just wanted some pudding. Yeah, exactly. They just wanted some pudding. They just didn't execute it correctly, but they're kids. But you know, I think the simple diagnoses, Jeff, if I'm to put my doctor stethoscope on, is don't put plastic on a stove. I don't know. Is it that simple? There you go, Emily. Hey. Okay, we're gonna hear from Dan's sister, Gina, cousin Jeej, as we call her. She's got two of them. This is the first one. This is about cauliflower. That's all I know. Yeah. Hi, Jeff and Emily. I wanted to tell you about my food fail. It was at the very beginning of the cauliflower craze where it was a substitute of bread. And I wanted to make cheesy cauliflower breadsticks. And they took me an entire afternoon to make from scratch, you know, everything from crushing the cauliflower, etc. And when I made them, they were really flat and mushy. And I served them at dinner and they were just awful and nobody ate them i had to throw the whole thing out but my daughter who was about six at the time said that was a really good try mommy and that was how it ended so disappointing well first of all let's shout out her daughter little claire bear being positive yeah lifting up her mommy but this is my diagnosis of this calamity yes this mayhem this munchy mayhem i know that people want to know cauliflower is so hard to fabricate into other things if you ever Mm -hmm. try to make cauliflower pizza dough 
You know, cauliflower is good, like, on its own. Yeah. Pretty delicious when it's roasted, air fried, right? Oh, delicious. Yeah, you can get it Buffalo crispy. Buffalo style. When you start ricing it, it's great, right? If you treat it like rice or a saute or a stir fry, it's great. But once you start manipulating it, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of moisture removal, much like what's going on in my house up there. If you yeah. hear that banging, oh, I they're hear. trying to extract the moisture out of my house. Yeah. You have to do that to the cauliflower, which is not worth the effort because you the yield yeah. is abysmal. Except to your six-year-old daughter who's just trying to keep mommy from yeah, falling apart. Exactly. Miss Gina. <laughs> you know, cauliflower pizza crust, when people do that, though, like the professionals do it. I feel like, you know. Yeah, but it's I, always bolstered with uh, cheese, potato starch yeah. and cheese and rice flour and all this stuff. And I get it. It's great. Xanthan it's gum. Wonderful. If you're adhering to a, a low-carb, a, a, you know, if you're... What is celiac? Uh, Gluten-free. Yeah. Gluten-free. Oh, Boom. <laughs> Get it right? out. That's good. Thank yeah. you, Gina. Listen, you started a dialogue here. Which is important because cauliflower is out dinner. there. Yeah. Thanks for sharing it with us. Mm-hmm. This one's from sister-in-law of Gina, Liz Spezial. The Spezial's really... They, they came through. They, they were Big, much, Hey, yeah. listen, I got to do a shout out. Shout out to our friends. Shout out to our moms. Shout out to the kids on that rock and roll farm. That's to the Speziales and a little bit of Renzi because the Bernies did not come through. The Marls kind of came through. Speziales came through hard. They did. That's all I'm saying. I'm putting Mm -hmm. it out there, Em. Totally. This next one's from Liz. Let's see what she's got to say. All it's entitled is Pork Chops. Hi, Emily and Jeff. It's Liz. I am calling you with my food fail, although I like to think of my food fails as um, experiments, and that's how I phrase it to my family. The story I wanted to tell you is about my pork chips. I was cooking pork chops, like beautiful pork chops, and apparently I either forgot about them or more likely was worried about salmonella and so overcooked them. At any rate, they were very, very, very dry. And even trying to sell them with some applesauce on the side did not work. And your cousin immediately dubbed them pork chips, and that's know, forever right? what they'll be known as. But that's not the end of the story. So I had four left over, which I immediately threw away. But before I threw them away, I put them in a Ziploc bag because we sometimes get raccoons in our garbage cans. And somehow I thought that would be a great defense. So the next day, I drove up to our house, and in the middle of the driveway, there was like a brown hunk of something and I wasn't sure what it is so I got out of the car and I looked to find one of those pork chops that I had thrown in the garbage and the entire bag of pork chops had been ripped open and been removed from the garbage can and every single pork chop was still there (laughs) so they were so bad that even the raccoons wouldn't eat them and just left them out on the driveway for any other scavengers who also wouldn't eat them. So to this day, I really don't cook a lot of pork chops. Bye, guys. All right. That's all the sound effects in one because Uh, just when you thought Liz was done with the story, just God love her for just taking it the extra mile. At the end, I knew how it was going to end, and that was the raccoon not eating your dry pork chop. We're so sorry. Sorry to the family. I'm glad you guys are still with us. I know. Right? And you didn't die or choke on the pork chop. But my only remedy to that situation is I'm going to get to this later, but... I'm going to give you a little preview of my top five. Get an instant read thermometer is the number one thing to mitigate any errors you might have in cooking proteins to a perfect temperature. You take pork to like 130, 135. That's it. Treat it like a steak. It's safe. Liz, no, you're not going to get trichinosis. Yeah. This is not the 1600s. No. You know, Eastern Europe. This is yeah. United States. You know, and precautions are made so that the pork is safe at a medium temperature, okay. which is about that 130 mark. Don't be afraid. Oh, okay. I'm sorry you killed poor raccoons. I, I don't. Know. I, I'm not even worried about your husband, Nick, or little Nicholas, or Luke, <laughs> or any. I'm worried about the raccoons. They could have. Yeah. That would have been a. Nobody wants a dead raccoon on their hands and they're like dead oh, in, their, in the garbage can. That's just, that's so just sorry. terrible. Sorry, Liz. Thank you for sharing that with us. You know, we're going to veer, Emily, into a little Renzi. Ah, 
And this is our cousin, Melissa Renzi. This is Melissa, Emily and Jeff's cousin. Probably going back, I don't know, maybe seven or eight years ago or First so. First off, best when recording I was really yet. Oh, I know. She did nice recording, Melissa. Uh, like vegan food and all the alternative kind of health stuff. And I think it might have been Christmas or Thanksgiving, some holiday with Emily and Jeff and the rest of our family, in which I made black bean brownies, which oh I've actually God, done. I remember these. I know, well, right? It can be a good recipe <laughs> when done right. Um, but I think I made black bean brownies and I I messed up the actual recipe so the brownie itself wasn't great but I also decided to put like a coarse sea salt or something on top um, knowing that salted brownies can be really tasty but I way overdid the salt Um, and so I remember everyone kind of like sneaking around and laughing and uh kind of coughing these things into their hands, um, hoping that I wouldn't notice or see. <laughs> I but do, I remember being this. the sensitive soul that I am and picking up on those things, I certainly noticed and realized how bad the brownies actually tasted. Remember to taste your food before you bring it to a party. Thank you, Melissa. And that is actually number three of my how to yeah. avoid these food is just taste as you go. I know it's hard with a batter, but if you taste a brownie batter and it's, you know, Tastes like the black bean, first of all, I know Sarah <laughs> appreciated the effort. I appreciated the effort at a an indulgent holiday dessert table. It's maybe not the perfect time to try like to Thanksgiving. A, try something new like a black bean brownie that you might have never made before or B, try to impart some healthy uh, ingredients on the family yeah but that's kind of low on the list that day because it's like you're already like everything's fighting for room yeah. there's so many things oh so it's God. like who's reaching for the black bean brownie i remember that brownie so vividly i know too. it was intense it was really <laughs> we had a really Dude, good laugh we're all like oh my god it was pretty sandy pretty dusty yeah pretty salty and it was all the things you don't want in a texture or flavor of a dessert agreed but you know melissa actually is a really good like alternative cook I've had some of her dishes and her cooking vegetarian or vegan and like she makes these chocolate balls that are quite delicious and all natural and all that stuff. She does a really great job most of the time. Well, thank you, Melissa. We love you. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for that immaculate recording. I know. Really. Excellent. Really. Game ball right there. But we still have two more. Yeah. Right. This one is from Gina again. This one is titled... Jambalaya. Jambalaya. Oh, boy. It was a long time ago before Tom and I had kids. We had a big Mardi Gras party at our house. And Tom made this humongous bowl of jambalaya. And he was walking out to serve it to everyone. And he may have had a glass or two or three of wine when he had done that. And he dropped the entire bowl of jambalaya all over the floor. So it was a complete mess to clean up. But we did clean it up. However, every time someone walked through that area of the party, they slipped and (laughs) fell. And so we then had broken wine glasses, even an entire bottle of wine shattered when someone was walking through and fell. And the party became much crazier than anyone had ever imagined, mostly because of that. So big fail. No one had any jambalaya, but we definitely had a lot of fun. Sounds like they had some wild parties. Well, first of all... (laughs) Cousin Gage, Gina, is it's the best. The Tom best. is has been awesome. He's a great cousin-in-law. Yeah. Married to our cousin. When he came to the family, it was like, this guy belongs. Oh, he's 100%. The best. And he, he's a great cook. He's a great grill master. He smokes stuff. He's awesome. He's very tall. So I know the jambalaya was delicious. Oh, I'm sure it was. You know, it's like when Kevin drops the chili in the office. Yeah. <laughs> there's no there's no siphoning it back into nope, the pot. Nope. Once it hits the floor, it's, Gone. it's, it's over. And what follows is usually death. And, or slapstick. And broken, slapstick fun. So exactly. maybe he did add to the party even more than that jambalaya would yeah, have. Totally. I'm sure Tom was in the corner watching people slip on his jambalaya, yeah. crack their heads open and having a great laugh. Like maybe shirtless. Oh my, like that's drinking that's my... a hurricane. Oh my God. I, I, Keep talking. I picture this in my head. I, I imagine this to be some wild party. And he's just like, he's got, you know, oh, he's just I've watching always... it. He's watching the people slip on the jambalaya. Tom Ooh. is shirtless. Cousin-in-law Tom has got the He's got the giggles. He's what got do do? the giggles. Bottles are breaking. People are mm, slipping and sliding all covered. over the floor. And Dewey's sausage just covered head to toe in rice and roux. Rice in all sorts of places they shouldn't be, but it feels so good. 
Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Thank you very much, Gina, <laughs> for your second submission. You do get the game ball. Yeah, she and did we love too. You for that, thank you. Toot it up. Hopefully, you're listening. This last one's from Sister Dana. Little Sister Day Day. Hi, this is Dana Morrow, and my food fail actually happened on Thanksgiving when I was tasked with bringing some vegetables, and I made some roasted vegetables uh, with Miracle Blend, of course, which I know uh, Jeff and Emily have talked about multiple times on the podcast. Love Miracle Blend, and I got a little heavy-handed with the Miracle Blend, so. Uh, the vegetables turned out a little bit too salty, which I did not hear the end of from any of the family members. So there it is. Thank you. Bye. I think she means Munchy Mayhem, Emily. I'm sorry. I know. Munchy I know. I'm mayhem. sorry. This is before we uh, concocted this amazing title. This was this last Thanksgiving. I recall this dish. Mm-hmm. And I believe I was sprinkling her vegetables onto the turkey to oh. season it. <laughs> it, was, it was so salty. Yeah, it was a lot. So thirsty. You're already super thirsty Thanksgiving night. I know. This made us way more thirsty. But you know what? Goes back to what rule is that, Emily? Number three. I don't know what it was. Taste as you Taste go. Taste as you go, bro. Especially when you pop it in the oven because a casserole-based roasted dish, you're not going to re-season no. after it's baked. That's just obvious, right? You're not going to stir it up and ruin the whole vibe of it. Thank you for our families. Yes, for contributing the amazing. best. This is this amazing. Was the best. They were all winners. All winners. We cut nobody. I'm not. No, I'm keeping them all intact. So we're going to get to the just the tips portion. Just the tips. Can you feed it, feed it down your neck, baby? Emily, now it is time for me to hit up the top five ways to avoid food fails. This is not a remedy to all the food fails, but a lot of what we heard today can be helped with these top five tips. So Mm -hmm. listen closely. Number five, read the whole recipe before executing anything. Yeah, I have that problem. Yeah, I'm guilty too. I just want to get going. Uh huh. But it's always better to just get familiar with the 12 steps or whatever it is. The 12 (laughs) steps. Wow. But you know what I mean? Like, don't start simmering something if you're not ready to do the other things. You might forget it. All recipes are not written equally. So nope. just read it through. Get yourself informed. And you know what? Coming from a non-cooking chef person, me, um, I like to pre-cut everything and have everything sanctioned out in bowls. The mise en place. Mise en place. it all the time. I, Emily, you're learning something. Hey, and that's the only way I can Now do we it. got number four. Yes. Don't consistently and constantly open the oven, move the food, or lift the lid. I know it's a whole jumble of of direction, Mm -hmm. but don't. Just let it be. Patience. Yeah. Once you get the recipe going, leave it in the oven. Don't check on the pizza. Don't check on your biscuits. Don't check on your cake. It needs heat to rise, heat to react. You drop the ambient temperature. You stop cooking, essentially. When you mess with your burger, your steaks, your chicken breasts that are searing in that cast iron skillet or on the grill and you start flipping them and turning them before their time, don't do it. Again, something I do. I know you do. That's why I'm talking to you. I know. Leave it alone. That's essentially what you're saying. Leave it. Leave it alone. So number three, Emily. Yes. This is very important. Wait till the food is out before you get turned up. Okay. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. If you're inexperienced, listen, I'm a pro. Oh. I've been doing this for a long time. I can have a couple glasses of wine and still execute it magnificently. But if you're not, you know, comfortable with a lot of like heavy drinking and you have a party and you're kind of relishing in the atmosphere, just I trust me on this. One of the greatest moments, and I say this in my book, come on over. Yeah. Out April 13th, Emily. It's huge. Come by it's it today, pre order. One of my favorite moments of hosting, having a party, is that moment when everybody's served, they're eating. Mm-hmm. And if you've noticed something, when I have people, I'm rarely eating with anybody. That I'm is always true. like, you know, finishing touches on this, maybe cutting this, plating this for people's uh, second round. I like to take a minute, pour myself the first strong drink. Okay, yeah. And then relish in the achievement of serving people. As it's it's well deserved. Feeling. Yes, indeed. But if I start pouring myself strong drinks while I'm cooking, things mm-hmm. might go awry. Good call. It's like, don't get too drunk at your own birthday party because then you won't remember who was there. 
pretty much the same thing. Isn't that the whole point of a birthday party? Hey, I don't know. You you know me. I love my birthday. So. She had six this year already. She was <laughs> drunk at all of them. That up. Number deuce. Taste as you go. Ah. Melissa. Salty brownies. Black it, bean brownies. Dana. Vegetables. Taste as you go, D. Don't be an embarrassment to the family anymore, Dana. Emily and I were talking. Your stock has gone down a little no, bit. No, stop. Leave her alone. I'm kidding. So just taste as you go. What does that mean? Don't plan to add all the salt at the end. Don't plan to add it all in the beginning mm-hmm. or even in the middle. Just increments of seasoning as you go. Let it sit, simmer. Obviously, if it's a burger, you don't want to like keep seasoning it. No. And that takes experience, how much salt to put on the outside. And you can always kind of season a burger. But if it's more of a stewy, liquidy, casserole thing, try that cold casserole before you put it in the oven. Try that meatball. Fry up a sample meatball. I've said it before. Before you... Fry up all the meatballs. Try a sample, tiny, a tablespoon yeah. of meatball. Makes perfect sense. Or as mom used to do, eat raw meat. Boom. That's hardcore shit. Look at her. She's still with us today. I know. Thank God. And this is the number one thing. Are you ready, America? I don't know if I am. Are you ready? Instant read thermometer, Emily. Bam. That's it. I didn't write the book. I just follow it. No. I didn't invent it. I just adhere to it. I just ordered a new one this morning. Oh, good. Why? What was wrong with the other one? I'm on my third instant read thermometer in 20 years. Holy shit. I've had the same brand, Thermapen. I'm going to say it. I'm going to give them a shout out of being the best makers of instant read thermometers because they have small probes and they last a long time, obviously. But I just need a new one because I feel like it's not reading the same after the last 12 years I used that. Before that, the 10 years before that, Mm -hmm. you probe it. You know, you learn the temps of things, and you'll never over or undercook it. You need it. I mean, that's the problem a lot. Dry pork chops, Liz. I know. If you had an instant read thermometer. Hey, if the raccoons would have been fed. It's just a sea of hungry, starving, <laughs> emaciated raccoons around the Spezial house there. Neighborhood forest animals. Just die. Possums dead. Everything squirrels <laughs> dead around there. There's just a sea of dead creatures. I know. Because you know what? Those creatures don't know the Heimlich. No, they don't. They don't. They probably choked on it. Probably, most likely. Only one did, because one was like, I'm, I'm going to try this, and then they tried it, and they choked. The other one tried to resuscitate it, and then they died, and then they learned. You yeah, know, and then they buried him. They had a Darwin. funeral. It was, yeah, totally. Darwin. Survival of Darwin. The best. Darwin. <laughs> As they call it. Jeff. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I love this new segment we have here on the Come On Over podcast, and that is brought to you by all you guys. Thank you. Thank you for your submissions per usual, but it's about time, Emily, that we get to my new favorite super Fun. Listen, nerd, like it, round. Listen, what? nerd, like it, round. Listen, nerd, like it, round. Listen, nerd, like it, round. Listen, nerd, like it, round. That's right. It's Ooh. time for Listener Lightning Round via Instagram, which is a really fun. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, Yeah, on the stories, Jeff asked what, you know, people's fails were, munchy mayhems, delicious disasters, all the adjectives, all the nouns. And he asked, and you guys delivered as per usual. All right. This one's from Kimberly Asta. Placed a layer of shredded hash browns in my lasagna. Granddaughter said the cheese smelled funny. That's yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that seems kind of, yeah, well, fun kind of deal. I know, there's a lot of things going on there. This is from Beans1217. Adding two cups of soy sauce to a brisket recipe instead of the half a cup is called for. Salt Lick City. Oh, that's called Dana Ooh, City right I there. I know, right? Ooh, two right. cups of soy sauce. It's a lot of soy sauce. I mean, it's... That's drenched. That's like a that's bath. Like two and a half bottles. Is it? Good for you. Wow. No, but it is a lot of salt. Yeah. If you ever measured out soy... Like, there's maybe a quarter cup is the most. So yeah. if your quantities are like, man, I don't have enough soy sauce to yeah. fulfill this recipe, there's probably a red flag right yeah, there. Yeah, totally. Read the recipe. Read it. All right. This next one's from Dre Babe 26 Tried to grill bacon on the grill during a power outage. And it melted right into the charcoal. Ooh. Yeah, because of the grates. Not a great not, idea. Not a, no. If there's not. a power outage, you probably might, you know, you might forego the bacon. I know. Night. Yeah. Just, you know, set it aside. Wait till the morning. Exactly. This is from Kelsey.Murray. What's up? Making Easy Mac and forgot to put the water in. Black smoke poured out of the microwave. Oh, so that's the little canister. Easy Mac, like, like in college. Ooh, I that you that stunk. There Ooh. was another one, too. That was not the only Easy Mac one. Well, I guess read the directions. I know. Again, I don't know what to tell you guys. Mm-hmm. This next one's from GMO Shagat. My first time making okonomiyaki, I messed the pancake-like part. 
called it Okayama Yaki. That's funny, Okanamiyaki. And I read that cold too. That's I know. Pretty I, I was like, it's like I the hope Japanese I don't style pancake omelet hybrid. They're delicious. My agent Jeff Google turned me on to them. We, we eat them in New York all the time. They're really good and indulgent and really toothsome. I love it. Ooh. Okanami yucky. Okay, this is from Zara dot Hafiz. Thought I made scones. It turned it to stones instead. It was rock solid. Rock solid. Rock solid. Oh yes. my god. This one's from Absolute. KMDO5 pumpkin risotto. Added canned pumpkin to it, but it was pumpkin pie filling. Ooh, Ooh. That's barf. like rice pudding. I know. No That's bueno. rice pudding. No bueno. I love rice pudding. This is from Baseball Mom Sacks. Seven years old, made anniversary cake. Use tartar sauce instead of cream of tartar. Oh. Ooh, it's like fish and chips. I don't even know how much that's happened throughout the course of history, but it's got to be at least under a dozen. I know. Because they're once powdered and white one is you dunk fried fish into and it's creamy and chunky. No, that is rough. Ooh, I don't know how that's going to translate. This one's from One Lucky One. First time making barbecue ribs. Put the sauce on the ribs, then put ribs on grill. Fire ensued. Take out for dinner. Ooh. That is an amateur rib cookery move right there. Is, is it? Basting too early in the sugary sauce, which caramelizes quickly. Ribs take hours to cook. You don't want to put sugar on the grill for hours. It will burn. It will oh. turn into a carbon. Don't do it. Well, I just learned something right there. Okay. Dude. This is from Where's Stiffy. Ooh. Put a Pop-Tart in the foil in the microwave. And then a fire emoji. Yeah, well, Where's Stiffy? I don't, I don't know what to tell you about <laughs> I that. I don't know. Really? That one, you might, there's other things you need to look at. <laughs> look inside. Look, look deep. Inside. Look this within. One, <laughs> this one's from Kristen Ma 12. Forgetting the sugar and sugar cookies. I'm embarrassed to even own up to that. Yeah, that's probably yeah. bad. I don't Rough. even know how that would bake. No, seems like something I do. This is from Wendy.Palumbo00. My husband once used breadsticks when I asked him to thread chicken on skewers. I'm going to give that an applause, Emily. Oh, that's... I think that is my favorite one because that is a win. <laughs> really? Wow, it sounds awesome. A win? Except when you have to probably flip it or turn it. It's probably going to Or just break. like, I can't imagine like freaking... Probing, since we're using that word now, um, probing the chicken with a blunt breadstick. This one is a, um, I think, a common one during the holidays a lot because people are a little haggard and hurried. From Stefalin One, one of my first Thanksgivings, make some peach cobbler with the saran wrap on it. Oh, I think that's pretty toxic. Yeah, you don't want to eat the plastic. Mm. I don't think you do. No. Sorry, stuff. Sorry. This is from Lori Likes This. The sideways toaster grilled cheese hack. Set the toaster on fire. Don't listen to the internet recipes all the time. Don't listen to the internet at all. Instagram foods sometimes are very dangerous. Yes. Lori almost died. This one's from Mike C. 711. Fell asleep with a pizza in the oven after a night of drinking. No shit, Mike. Woke up to my entire complex fire alarm. Wow, the entire. Not even his unit. The entire. Yeah. Yeah. He blew it. I thought, because I was reading this cold, entire complex fire. I thought the whole thing was ablaze. Oh, no. No, just the alarm. That would take a lot of mitigation. This is from The Goose 80. Passed out while cooking a pizza in the oven when I got home from the bars. I mean, it's a common mistake. When you look at the American Health Association, the top causes of death yeah. for um, uh, humans, number one, heart disease, number two, cancer, number three, pizza after drinking. Of course. In that's the oven. Very dangerous. Frozen pizza will kill you. Exactly. And potentially your entire complex. Exactly. And this is from Hannah Settle, a crock pot beef stew that called for ketchup. Should have known better. Ooh. Read the recipe through. I know. That is a red flag. No pun intended. <laughs> it's very red. This is from Cashley Anthrax. Lamb cake's head fell off. <laughs> Made a dead lamb cake for Easter with X eyes and all. Success. Good job. You know what? We, we're very familiar with the lamb oh, cake. Oh, yes. And the lamb cake foibles. So, we'll, we'll so get, many foibles. We'll get into that for the Easter episode. Uh, this one is from Life underscore of Row. This is very common again during Thanksgiving. Bag of giblets left in the turkey. Gross. Happens all the time. Does it now? Oh, this one is from Jose Mole Rogue. Odio el huevo es lo peor del mundo. Okay. I hear, I see egg. Yep. I see the world. Something worse and world. 
So, but what's Odeo? You made the worst eggs in the world. Oh, okay, cool. Look at that, Translate. Look at us. Look at us. Google Translate right Boom. over here. I didn't even do it. I translate with brains. I know. This is from Haley M. Cray. My dad once mistakenly used salsa in place of marinara sauce while making dinner. Bastard. Total dad I would move. divorce my dad. Totally. This one's from Starless Swaves. In pastry school, I used all baking powder instead of sugar. Ever eaten metal? No, uh, I haven't, but I fucking rocked out to metal many times. <laughs> this is from Young and Entertaining. Trying to cook a not-all-the-way-thawed turkey. Beautiful and raw. Oh. Ugh. Yeah, you got to thaw those turkeys. Takes. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh-oh. Should we get her on? Yeah. Shh. Oh, Coach. my God. This is Sarah calling. I'm sure it's about mitigation. Hey, babe. Sorry. Are you getting the doorbell? Is someone here? Yeah. Do you mind? I'm I'm upstairs. I just am getting out of the shower. All right. I'm going to go get it. Do you, um, yeah, how's do you want it going? me to get it? Here, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah it might go be get a it. worker guy. All right. Go, go, go. I'm go, coming. Go, 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 go. All right. Listen, we're going to go. We love you all. Thank you for coming on over. I have to go attend to my house. This is just life, and we live it day by day. Sometimes it's out of my control. Thank you guys for giving us your little foibles, your kitchen nightmares, all that stuff. We love you very much. Thank you for coming on over. Now, please, for the love of God, for the sake of my home, get the hell out. The Come On Over podcast is powered by Game Plan, produced and edited by me, Emily Morrow. Jeff Morrow does all of our original songs, and we like to give an extra special thanks to our family for their contributions, to our listeners for their contributions, and to everyone just for listening to our velvety smooth voices today. Have a lovely day and an even better week. We'll see you the next time so bad. Oh, God. Well, Jeff, well... I have to pee. Go pee. All right. Cut this. Oh, I'm not going to keep them. No one needs to hear me. All right. I'm back. Okay. Good. How was it? Oh, my God. It was longer than anticipated. I I wasn't ready for that. Thank you very much. But I did urinate. It smells like soup in here again. Jeff, I, I... might have had soup earlier, but no, I don't. I, I was right. There I it is. It, it smells I, like soup in here. When I, I like, went, I came back. It smelled like soup. Stop Number it. Number two.